ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Hello, Centerpoint Church. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We are currently going over our Limitless podcast, Taking the Lid Off of Life. We'll be talking about that for the next four weeks. This is a four-part series. Thank you for listening. If you like, please share with your family and friends so we can spread the word of God. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have Britton Hooper Woo! and my wife, Avery, and she was a little hello, bit, hello. Uh, your dad talked about you today. <gasps> he did, um, yes. But uh, Britt, you haven't been here a few weeks. Uh, last week you went to Delaware. Tell us about it. Delaware? Where? Delaware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was great. It, it was uh, just spending some Christmas time with the family, obviously a little after Christmas, but with my in-laws, they uh, were so happy to have us and we were so happy to be there. It was tough to leave. It was just yeah. a really nice trip. We went to Pennsylvania to somewhere called Longwood Gardens. Oh my gosh. The most amazing Christmas lights you've ever seen. Really? Oh my gosh. And not only just lights, like the great light display, but it was like a literal, like <laughs> we were just talking about <laughs> likes and ums. And I'm saying like, um, clap I said, um, oh no. Clap every time. Right? It was also like this incredible plant. Oh, what are they called? Uh, nurseries, I guess, but it was oh, okay. huge. So like so yeah. many different plants and species but all decorated like Christmas. It was, Yay, oh, it was so awesome. Fun. Yeah. And Owen slept the entire time Wasn't hooked to Kelsey's cold? chest. Like, it was freezing. Was, the time. was it snowing? It was in the 20s. No, no, no. So okay. we did get snow the next day driving through Pennsylvania. It, but it, the we plants got were couple, alive? And... Oh, they were beautiful. Wow. They were, well, because they, they were indoor greenhouses too. Oh, so like okay. they were uh, temperature controlled. But we did that for Atlanta. It was so cool. Remember that? We went, it was a Valentine's Day, but it was cold mm. still. Mm-hmm. And it was like they had this beautiful gardens and different lights for Valentine's Day. Day, mm. and it was gorgeous yeah they had all these green rooms so you'd walk into it and be like yeah a little oasis man it, that's and yeah it was like it was a huge property so it was like there was n- no shortage of things to look at it was so cool and the best hot chocolate i've ever had Ooh. oh my gosh nice it was a great trip well welcome back Thank good you. to have you here uh so we got the third edition of the limitless series today uh, how long is the series one more week oh, we got okay. one more all right Just- so no is that a, a week series? For. Is that a? Uh, I really like this. I hope there's more. Or is that a? I'm ready for my dad. Do you think we'll get the definition of discipleship again? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll He's it. really want us to take away from that. Should we read it so we make sure everyone's on the same page? No, you can read it later okay. if you want. Okay. Um, so third week of this, going through limitless, and um, you know. Avery, you got a little bit of a, a shout out this this time. Yeah, he threw uh, some shade. I was waiting for his you. like scapegoat of like, oh, it's okay, Avery, you gave up. You're the quitter. <laughs> you're the quitter. <laughs> <laughs> when you're 13, really, like, <laughs> you can tell his dreams all died. Is that how you remember? <laughs> you know, obviously, being the source of stories throughout sermons and everything, is that how you remember it? Because I'm sure there there's really, different. Really, it was a social choice. Um, we moved here and I was playing both softball and volleyball and their season was the same time where there was like overlap. And I did, I think I tried out for both teams, but it, it, the girls on the volleyball team would probably be a better social class choice in a new school than the girls on the softball team. So it was all out of ego. (laughs) And that's Mm. what, I mean, I did like volleyball better, but that was one of the deciding factors of how to stick with volleyball versus softball when I had to make the choice. Uh, So 
it was like in Pennsylvania, the cool girls were pay, yeah. playing softball. The, they were. They were the popular ones. They and were. then you come to Florida and it's like. Was not the cool girls. The cool girls were playing <laughs> volleyball. So yes. you had to jump into that. Is I had to jump. That I had like ride that wave. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's all about making sure you're popular and not doing what you like. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's that's right. Uh-huh. This is the takeaway. <laughs> Don't ab- abide in the thing that's going to make you cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do what you're passionate about. Do what, when you're 14, that's very important. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So, um, yeah. So, Pastor Tom talked a little bit about abiding in, in Christ and, you know, Jesus being the, the true vine. And uh, we got... Some different scriptures here uh, we have from John 15, 1 through 8. I'll go ahead and just read that one, then we'll kind of talk a little bit about it. So, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit already. You are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in them, he he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And last, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like the branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So from that verse, did anything stand out to you today? Um, kind of going through that that verse from John 15. I mean, it talks about if you're not producing fruit, you're removed. And if you are producing fruit, you'll be pruned. So there's still something to be done in both situations, right? Um, I want to be providing fruit so I can be pruned and made better as opposed to just completely removed. (laughs) That's what sticks out to me. I want to make sure I'm abiding in Christ, doing the things he wants me to do, being in my word being in prayer with him, like Pastor Tom said, so that we become more like him. We, sometimes we have no idea what we're praying for, but the Spirit knows exactly what we should be praying yeah. for. I want to to become more in his likeness by abiding in him as opposed to being removed. I want to go through the pruning process, which Pastor Tom said doesn't feel very good. Mm-hmm. doesn't feel very good sometimes. There's, there's some pruning processes that are easier than others, but usually it's a little uncomfortable. But I'd rather go through that discomfort than being removed completely. <laughs> Do you guys think of a time like when you were pruned like you can point out like a pruning process I think that's hard to like differentiate like I think life always caught like just being in like a broken world like you have trials and tribulations sure. which is part of life and and God uses that um to shape you and is that always a pruning process or is full transparency I think I'm in a pruning process right now yeah and I tell people this they ask how uh, as, as some people may know, may or may not know, I've only, I've been in this position almost a year now. I, 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 I took the youth and young adult director and now pastor position, uh, last year in March. And people ask, how's it going? How's ministry going? How do you like it? How's it going? I say, I know I'm exactly where I need to be. Uh, that being said, I've never been more stressed than I am now, <laughs> ever. Not yeah. close. Yeah. I've never been more stressed. Yeah. And my wife sees it sometimes and she goes, honey, are you stretching yourself too much? And I say, no, because I know that God is stretching me. 
It's not very comfortable at times, yeah. but that stretching will eventually expand my capacity. Right. So I want to be able to walk through that. It, it, it's tough sometimes. It really is, especially yeah. with a new baby here and, and, yeah. and wanting to make sure I'm spending time with my wife and stewarding that ministry first, right? Mm-hmm. But, but the stretching, I know what it's going to lead to. And so this is one of the few pruning processes that it is a little uncomfortable, but I'm so excited for it and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Whereas there is others I could probably think of from past in my life where I was in the moment, I'm like, what is happening, yeah, God? Right. But whereas in this moment, I do see the reason mm-hmm. for it. I, I, my capacity needs to be expanded. And so uh, he's stretching me to, to, to that point. And, and I love the scripture says he's never going to give you more than you can bear. Mm-hmm. But boy, will he push it to that limit, right? right. And, and I'm grateful for that. So, Yeah. And I think, yeah, in in the pruning seasons, I feel like it can be hard to just, you know, focus on what is going to come after this. You know, you're kind of just getting through every day and every and all that. And so you you looking forward to what is this going to produce later in my life, I think is a good perspective. Yeah, because yeah. if we know, if we have the promises, you know, in scripture that this is going to be helpful and everything, it, but in that pruning, it's hard to have that, that mindset. It's hard to have that endurance, that steadfastness, you know, abiding in him through those, those pruning processes, because Mm -hmm. it can, can make a lot of people, um, you know, kind of distant when you're going through that. Um, but for, for me, I think pruning process can look like, you know, taking different people out of my life or, you know, friendships that I've had throughout, you know, high school growing up and everything. And those, those, those relationships have, you know, not necessarily, been, um, you know, they, they, they take different form. They used to be something that was very close and, you know, part of my inner circle, but then they kind of become more distant and that can be, you know, even just cutting relationships completely off. Yeah. Um, I think that can be part of uh, the pruning process as right. well. Anything that comes to mind for you, Abe? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, yeah, I think every stage of life, especially as a parent, I mean, you get, have, there's pruning, right? And there is um, shaping. And I think, I guess that was my, my question of like, I, is there some, is there times where like God is using a, a, a season to prune you, but you kind of miss it because mm. you, it's like you start belly aching, right? Or like, you're struggling and it's difficult or like it's painful. And so you look at not necessarily as an opportunity to be pruned, but right. as, as more of an opportunity, like this is, I'm just facing trials. I'm mm, just facing trials. That's good. Things are going wrong. Yeah. And like, maybe it's not about you. Maybe it's about like who God is making you to be and we miss it. And then we miss the opportunity to really abide further into the vine and, um, so I don't know. Yeah. Sure. I, this actually, this subject's been coming up a lot for me recently. Um, I see that a lot with like, for instance, something I prayed for and something that one of the fruits of the spirit I need to improve on is patience. I, there, there are times when I can have all the patience in the world for whatever reason. And other times where something happens and I just, ah, it just sets me off. I'm like, ah, why? And, and I lose my patience. And I, I've said this the past few years, I've been praying for patience God continues to give me right. areas to practice patience, situations to practice patience. Yeah, you, you know, need to stop praying for. Patience. Yeah. That's, that's where you're he's, going get, he's saying he's up there like, dude, I'm giving you every opportunity, and you're not doing like, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's that's kind of the same kind of I think idea that that makes me think of though. I mean, I um, 
and this is part of my, you know, sensitive sensitivity, but like when we have sermons that are like, you know, they call us to abide and you'll be thrown in the fire, which is like hell, <laughs> right? Like that is like a scary, it can be a stressful sermon. Yeah. And it's not that it's not true. And I mean, we those are sermons and those are things that we need to hear. Um, and I think he, like he mentioned at the end where it's like, it's a continuing, a continued pruning, mm-hmm. right? And so I think sometimes we listen to this and you're like, okay, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Am I doing this right? Am I not like, I'm not perfect. And like, that's not the call to be a perfect disciple. And it's not a call to be like, you're not going to abide in him perfectly because like you are sinful. And it's, it's the continued commitment to show up and then let God do the rest. Mm. And, and it's, it's going to be, you're still going to fail in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he gets into it a little bit later, but the metaphor of the uh, farmer and the seeds uh, Mm -hmm. coming from Matthew, you know, it's easy to kind of wrap your head around those, those kind of first and last group, you know, the hard soil where they just reject God altogether. And then the last one, we got the good soil. You really like, you know, let it flourish. It's like those two middle groups where it's kind of hard and scarier, honestly, because you kind of get into this, you know, you, you hear the word and, but like you're uh, like pastor Tom said, you know, you either get distractions or things come up in your life and you kind of put God up on the shelf. And Mm. it's like, those are still, you know, condemned at the end. Mm. You know, it's, it is, it is a harder kind of thing to, to grasp there, or it's a little bit more scary because, you know, I feel like we can have seasons where we kind of even more relate into like those middle group where Mm. the thorny soil and, you know, we kind of have that, um, where things are getting and we're not really as connected to God as we used to be. And you kind of get into that, um, that season. Yeah, I think that can be like a, that can be a debate. Like, okay, you live your entire life, like committed to God. And then let's say you have a tragedy at the end of your life and you pull away from God. Do you go to hell because you, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think, I personally don't think so. I think God looks at your heart and like, Ooh, there's going to be seasons where you are like, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm close to God. I feel I'm close to God. Um, and I think like, where am I going with this? It's, it, I think God looks at your heart. So even if you're in a season of waiting or like you feel like you don't have um, this like um, it's like not as strong or things aren't going as well as it used to, like as long as you're still abiding, as long as you're still tied into the vine, right? Where it's like I still am committed to you. I still believe you. I think um, help me out here. No, Do you I, know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I think I think, you know, it when you relate it to different seasons of your life or even maybe different aspects of your, of your life that may be, you know, bearing more fruit versus others. And, but yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's hard to, you know, say that just because this season, this season might not define you. It's just part of, you know, your journey. And so, um, what do you think, Pastor Britt? <laughs> uh, what I'm thinking about here is it's, it's hard for me because, in those scenarios, it, it can almost seem like your relationship with Jesus depends on the wellness of your life. How's mm, your life going? That's true. And is your life going well? Awesome. I'm committed to Jesus. My life's not going so well. I'm kind of upset at Jesus. I'm not I'm not as committed anymore. Yeah. And so it's hard for me. Now, at the end of the day, when it comes to going to heaven or hell, 
I have always said, like, maybe here's my opinion, but I don't know. I'm not yeah. God. I do not have that final decision. I think there's a lot we can point to in the Bible and say, you know, there is some some solid lines drawn here, but then there's a lot that aren't, right? And so that's where I kind of go is I, I think that it is highly important to get to a place and to grow to a place that regardless of your life situation, you are committed to him. And it could even look like, hey, Lord, I'm upset right now. I'm frustrated. I don't understand, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship you. Yeah, I'm going to continue to to trust. I'm going to continue to stay out of the way and allow you to work and allow you to take this situation and make it whatever you want. And and that's hard, but but he tells us it's hard, you know. I think of Job like when I mean he was angry or mm. he was frustrated, but he continued to abide in Jesus. That's the All, thing. I mean God, you know, at, you know he even through the seasons um and so I think that's like we can't based off of like how is our faith journey going based off of how our life circumstances are going. Right. And, and you know, he talked about in the sermon today, like it's the pruning process isn't going to be easy. Yeah, and God will use all the things of this life. Um, and yeah, so that's going to be the, I guess, is, is being pruned away, is that the rejection of God completely? Or is it, is right. it... Um, I, I love that you brought up Job yeah, because that's a perfect example. Job, Job's life was in complete and utter chaos and turmoil, losing everything. Um, and even down to being infected himself with, you know, the, this, this horrible condition. And he was angry at God. He was yelling at God, yeah. but he was still talking to Jesus. He was yeah. still talking to God. Mm-hmm. I think that's where maybe the disconnect is. If you're if you're frustrated and you're angry, but you are still abiding and talking, yeah. even if it's out of frustration, that's a relationship. And if what, you completely turn away fully, that's where I say, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. Well, I think we do. It's you're I not think, abiding. I think then you do. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's right. then um, the fire right. like, of, of judgment. So what are, what are some modern ways that you see that are preventing people, maybe yourself or maybe people in your um, friendship that prevent them from abiding in Christ? Is there anything, any modern kind of things that you see with that? I think it's a temporary mindset we have. We don't, we struggle to have an eternal mindset. Oh yeah. And so people go through loss, right? And and I try to, it's, it's, it's awful. It, it, it hurts me and I get emotional and I get you know, I mean, losing my dad five years ago, it, it, the pain doesn't go away. It's yeah. still there. But the but the joy comes from an eternal mindset of saying, hey, if, if Jesus came up to my dad in heaven and said, hey, you want to go back for a little bit? He'd say, no, yeah. I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where the peace comes from is an, an eternal mindset. And my temporal, uh, my temporal, <laughs> tempora, <laughs> anybody want some tempora? I'm hungry. And my, and my temporary mindset says, no, I'm hurting because my dad's gone. Mm-hmm. And my eternal mindset says, I'll see him again one day. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think that's where we struggle to continue to abide when we go through up and down seasons is because we, we continue, we have this temporary mindset of this life as opposed to what comes after. Yeah. And I think we grew up in a generation or we're, we're kind of on the, um, be, or like tail end, uh, or not beginning stages of this like me centric, uh, culture of mm, like everything yeah. that feels good. Right. It has to be, everything has to be all um, inclusive, right. you know, uh, follow your bliss, that kind of thing. And I remember, um, my dad saying to me, uh, pastor Tom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying to me that, you know, if, um, you read scripture first and you build your life and your, 
your your mindset around scripture. You don't read scripture to try and fit into mm-hmm. like your theology that you right. want to be true. And right. so sometimes it's like reading this, um, you know, this call to action and call to standard can feel like that's hard or, you know, that's, that's too much accountability. And, um, I want to make it so it feels good and feels easier and, and more digestible. Mm. And then, then that we're, we're misreading scripture right now. I was just, I was thinking about we're, we're, um, writing out all these scriptures throughout the year for a friend who is struggling. And so, it's really easy with the internet. I'm like, just look up scriptures on hope. And then I look up as scriptures on God's promises. And I just look up scriptures. We have access to the internet. Yeah, and so really so we cool. can tailor how we read the Bible to what we want to be fed. Yeah. And so if we want to just, you know what I mean? I yeah. think we can just um, no, curate I, it. I totally agree. We were just talking about Job, right? If you read Job, if you read about Moses, if you read about all these guys, um, they had hardship. They all had struggles. They all had these incredible stories of, of incredible highs and incredible lows. But through it all, they were completely dedicated and, do- and devoted to Jesus. And, and, and in all of them, I think you can pick up some frustrations where they're frustrated with this or frustrated with that. But they continued the relationship. And I think that's the huge part. So, so like you said, if you read scripture first, as opposed to trying to fit scripture into what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you, you realize, oh, no, like there is struggle when you follow Jesus. But he gives you strength to get through it. He gives yeah. you strength to handle it. He gives you strength to grow out of it as opposed as opposed to regressing out of it, which is what I think happens when you don't have Jesus in your life. You go through these hard situations and you get depleted over life. Whereas with Jesus, you get through, you go through these situations and if you handle it the right way and if you just give him all the you can be angry, you can be frustrated. We, we're created with emotion. That's okay. But if you're continuing to honor him and, and press into him and share that frustration with him as your father. Um, you, I, be, I believe you grow from those situations as opposed mm-hmm. to regressing. Well, I mean, mm. I think too, if you like uh, just placate your life to what feels comfortable, yeah. you never get to uh, a point that like you actually want to be. You think yeah. it feels good and you're like, I'm going to do this because it like is a lower stress option or it's it's better, I don't know, work-life balance or it's better for my mental health or um, my physical health or whatever it is. Like when we don't challenge ourselves, then we can't, um, ever grow and push past like who, Mm -hmm. who we really are. The human body is a great example. Like if you work out, what are you doing when you're working out? You're tearing your muscles and you're literally hurting yourself in order to improve. Like that's the whole point. Like, and, and I love that Jesus or God has so many designs in place that you can use to look at you know, our walk with him, but also like, the human body is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Like in order to improve it and to stay healthy, you have to hurt it a little bit in order to, to maintain that. And, and if you don't, if you do any, everything that's comfortable and yeah. everything that feels good, you look back and you end, you're probably on un, pretty unhealthy and probably yeah. not looking not probably not hitting your potential as a, as a, uh, yeah. as a healthy human body. Yeah. I think, um, you know, uh, Avery, you touched on it there, but our generation kind of lives in this instant gratification type yeah. of mindset. And we haven't really seen what that can do in people's faith walks yet. It's kind of, we're still in this learning, this experiment type of phase when we have the internet and you said you can find the scriptures that you want to Mm -hmm. easily. And, you know, it's like, you can, like you said, you can search for hope. You can do it for your exact, you know, uh, moment that you're going through. And with the internet, we have like all this extra information that we 
are probably more biblically informed of as far as historical events, characters, like we have this intelligence around the Bible that might have, you know, exceeded different generations, but I don't think that equates to a better faith or like a, a stronger faith. Right. Uh, honestly, I think it, it, it kind of puts us in this state of like more surface level type of faith because we think that just because we might be, have more intelligence surrounding the Bible that puts us at a higher level. But when we don't have these, you know, experiences of like, just, you know, trying to dive into the word and mm. like, you know, having that, that process of, of, you know, really, um, getting pruned or that process of really like searching, uh, for, you know, that when it's just handed to us, it doesn't make us stronger. Does There's that make less sense? understanding, right? Like, like yeah, when you just go through different... something, you learn a little bit differently than being told something, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why I think it's so important for schools to have hands-on activities when you're teaching, right? Yeah. Like, like, because when you, when you're doing something, there's much more understanding that comes than just being told, do this. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, that's what I, you know, I don't like doing a Bible study, like reading. I always enjoy the studies when we're literally just reading through the scripture, you mm. know, rather than, and, and you can learn from other people who have, you know, you know, better knowledge of like, you historical background like you're talking about but there's something different of you reading a scripture and then someone telling you about it versus you just diving into the scripture and looking into it yourself right and i think i really liked that point um in the sermon where it's like as you read scripture it it purifies you Mm. is that is that what he said was that his quote roughly yeah. <laughs> and so I just think of this like being purified through the scripture, reading it and your heart changes. And as we, it's like, you know, you know, working out isn't easy. Mm. It's low hanging fruit. <laughs> I know. Just keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, if, if uh, when you start something, it's hard, it's harder, yeah. you know, but then as you build a tolerance, it's like, it becomes second nature. And I think that's kind of with abiding, like it takes effort getting into scripture, finding your like rhythm with connecting to the Holy Spirit, connecting to to the word. And then it just becomes like second, second nature where mm. it just happens. And right. you're, you're praying the things that like God wants you to pray. Right. You're, you're making choices that God wants you to make choice and things just start to flow. And it becomes, um, again, not as, as difficult. Yeah. It's why friends all, like the same jokes, act the same way, right? You're rubbing shoulders with them all yeah, the time. It's, right. it's the same with Jesus. Rub shoulders with them and you're going to be more like them eventually. Yeah. It's going to happen over time. You're not going to just accept them into your heart and now you're living like Jesus. Like it, it takes time. It takes effort. Like you said, it takes, st- hey, use everything everybody else has already studied. That's definitely, a, it's definitely a resource. You don't want to ignore it, mm-hmm. but dive in and study yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's like uh, one of the takeaways I got is that, you know, I'm, I, I, I feel like getting, getting the, that, um, metaphor down a little bit more as far as, you know, the seeds and the different soil, um, you know, trying to evaluate that more, you know, am I truly abiding in Christ? Am I truly clinging to that? Am I bearing fruit? Am I, you know, am I going out and, you know, trying to make more disciples or am I, um, you know, just staying closed off and really, you know, just reevaluating my life and that self-improvement kind of, Mm -hmm. you know spinning cycle that you can kind of get into. And so, um, 
you know, that's a, another uh, pitfall. I feel like that uh, our generation gets into a, a little bit. Right. Is there, is there anything else that stood out to you guys today? Any closing thoughts before we wrap up? I just, I, that picture of abiding, like he wants to abide in us. And I think that is like something that just is seen. If you're feeling like, you know, low or like not good enough or not valued and you, I don't know, like just thinking of that scripture of like he desires to, for you to abide in him. He wants to be close to you. He wants to change you. He wants to see you evolve for his goodness. And then that will in turn for our goodness as well. And right. I think it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful metaphor mm -hmm. with a little scary ending. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We didn't even read the one in revelation. So you got to go back and, and okay. listen to that one. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, we will uh, wrap up this series next week and uh, see you next week. Have a good one. Love y'all. Bye.